Warning, this show has been known to cause certain side effects in listeners and participants alike. Symptoms include a positive outlook on life, wanting to try new things, and a renewed faith in humanity. Enjoy at your own risk. Hey, this is Chris. And this is Elise. And welcome to the I Like to Like Things podcast response edition. Now on these episodes, uh, we respond to last week's episode where a guest shared their favorite thing. And we talk about how we did our homework, how it changed our life, what we did to celebrate that thing, and just to incorporate it into our just our existence. And boy, did we give this one a try. Yeah. I love this one. This one was fun. <laughs> this last episode, we, you know, this is a response edition, so we strongly suggest you go back, listen to that last episode. And um, it is uh, opening title sequence. Yeah. Themed. Yeah. And... It was fun. It was, it was just, very fun. Yeah. And I'll, I'll get into how fun it was yeah. in just a second. But And thanks so much to our guest, Lassa Vogt, uh, from the Fans About Films podcast. Yeah. A great guy, right? So, yeah, really nice. Yeah, one of our uh, past guests, Tommy, um, who did our uh, vegetarian cooking episode. Yeah. And uh, he mentioned in, uh, like on Twitter, he's just like, when I asked him, when I asked Lassa what his favorite like title sequences was he said like he could feel the look on his face that Lasse had like yes please and it was just like oh what a That's delightful awesome. thing yeah it was just a delight but yeah so title sequences title sequences and yeah. I mean that that comment just now like that really fits the, the whole feeling of this show is he's so excited so excited this is one of those episodes where you just feed off the excitement of the guest and and I feel like listening to it and trying it out, I was able to really feed off the excitement of the guest. And the other thing I love about this, this thing, yeah. is that it, for us, it meant a deep dive going back, re-watching things, right. researching. But I feel like for anyone who listens to that episode, it's just a spark of awareness yes. to pay attention in the future. Right. And that they'll get so much more enjoyment out of it if they just pay attention to that piece in the future. And so I love that because it's something that with zero additional effort can make your life better. It. I'm nodding my head emphatically to Elise right now. Like when she's like talking like, yes. With like Jack Nicholson and uh, in anger management. Yes. Like, yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm super on board for this. No, it it is such a deceptively complex but also incredibly simple thing that he did. Yeah. It is going to change. It, this might be, it's so funny because it's also one of the easiest ones that we've ever done. Hands oh, down. Very easy. Very easy. I think the only one that was easier was Ducks. Ducks, <laughs> Ducks, Ducks and Fantasia might have been the only one that were like, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like this This one might easiest. be the easiest one because like we were already going to watch a movie. Or and a then TV we just show, paid more or whatever. Attention. We just paid more attention, mm -hmm. and I will never not look at it, the title sequences whenever we're watching a movie. Absolutely, I will have a more critical eye, and um, so it's just so weird because it's so weird because like I didn't go into this thinking how that it was going to change my life so completely. Oh yeah, <laughs> right yeah. But like we watched movies all week and. Uh -huh. And we just, or or whatever, and we're just like, huh, 
Okay. All right. They did a good job or they did a bad job. (laughs) And then I found myself just like thinking about it during my like, like right before I was going to sleep or, you know, like those weird times when you just don't have anything Mm -hmm. else on your mind. This is what my mind would drift to. And thinking about things that I liked as a kid Mm -hmm. and things that, that I remember and just like, there's some really good ones. Yeah. There's some really fun ones. And then realizing how often, like, there were some ones that just weren't great. Like, like, they just weren't, they didn't take advantage of that space. It was just very traditional black screen things popping up. What I thought, and I thought that you would appreciate this too, and, like, we, we, I think we talked about this before. Uh, like, Elise listens to these cold. Like, like, like everybody else is listening to. Yes. And, um. That is good for people to know. Then, so that, like, she gets the full experience from it as well and she she gets it a week earlier than everybody else but uh but i'm you but but she's you yeah so because she's doing it with with me but like what did you think about when he said that it's giving the proper due to the people who put the work into the movie yeah i i paying homage giving them the respect they deserve it's like oh yeah that is what that's doing because all those things are important like all of those people are important. And yeah, I it's funny. I it's like I know that, but him calling it out was really neat. Yeah, it's it's cuz I I do feel like for the most part, you just it's kind of like especially if you're at home. Mhm. That's time for you to go do something else real quick. Okay, right. we started the movie. Let's get settled in. Right. But like well, I'm going to grab the popcorn. Yeah. But yeah, I want to grab popcorn or for us um water. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, say calling from the kitchen like, no, go ahead and start it. I'll be right there. Right. Yeah. Yes. And then you realize like how often some of these opening title sequences are some of the best parts of the movie. They, they get you prepped. They set the tone. Mm-hmm. And when we were getting into like music and when you all were talking about music and scoring and stuff like that, even the ones that I looked at that didn't have any visuals Mm -hmm. they were just the words on the black screen a good one from that was um, signs i was like i bet m night Shyamalan does some good Mm -hmm. some good title sequences generally speaking nope words on words on black but the music Uh gets you into that like creepy alien place that you need to be in to watch all of signs this is funny. Elise nerded out. Like, I totally they, yeah, nerded, Elise out. nerded yeah, yeah. out. Like, this is a big one. This is funny because like some of them obviously resonate more with me. Some of them resonate more with her. Some of them resonate with us as a, as a couple. But like this one, like really got Elise. I like this it was, so much. She, she was like, so like she was taking notes, and then like we'd have our coffee in the morning, and she'd be like, you know what? I I watched the title sequence for this one. <laughs> <Just like, laughs> and I'm like, oh no no, I shouldn't tell you about that. Let's save it for Let's the show. Save it for the show. Right, so yeah. I have all these notes of things that I have been holding back from telling you. About, All right, yeah. Just for the show. Okay, so I want to talk more about the app before we get into the, the thing because they are kind of intertwined. But like, how jealous of you uh, were of Lasse talking about having a Christmas? Oh my gosh, yeah. I was hoping you were going to bring that up. <laughs> yes. yes. So he, that was our, as you said on the, the yeah. show, that was one of our first podcast ideas together as a couple because of how much we love, we love Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. I almost tried to buy Lego decorations yesterday. It is. Oh, I know. Yesterday. You did try. You I did just try. Didn't I just them. didn't get them. Yeah. Uh, but like, 
because it was a, it was an auction, auction thing. Site. And then so I'm like, I'm, oh, I'm gonna get, of course, yeah, of course, get it. Like you were just like super on board. It's a Christmas decoration. <laughs> you buy that. Get that, yeah. And so anyway, so anyway, continue. Yeah. So, but I am really excited to listen to that show, mm -hmm. and that's like my next takeaway now is to to give that a listen because my family, like my heritage is German. Mm -hmm. um, I'm like half German and half Mexican basically. And my grandmother grew up in Germany and didn't move here until she was in her uh, like mid twenties. Mm -hmm. And so we always had some like pseudo German Christmas uh, celebration, like right. nods to German Christmas. Never mention Krampus to that woman. Oh, I mentioned she... Krampus to her one time. Yeah, it was terrifying for her. Cause she said her brothers like, Tortured, her, tortured with her with Krampus. Anyway, I just brought like, hey, what's Krampus, Oma? And then... I think it's funny that that's do, the one you know. Do not speak his name. Yeah. <laughs> so She was not happy about that. Happy that about was like it. the only time she was not happy with you in her entire life. She loved me so much. She did. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so I can't wait to go listen to that and get in the Christmas spirit and kind of hear a little bit about the German... Uh, exp the German Christmas experience mm -hmm. and all of those things. And I love 90s Christmas movies. Those so are much. just totally my jam. Right. So, yeah, I'm and all in. Kevin is home alone. Kevin is home alone. Right, I yeah. know. I love it. It's so great. Uh, I do love it. But Lhasa was just so uh, informative. And um, mm -hmm. it was funny because even after we were done, because we it was a nice, good, meaty episode. And he's like, gosh, I feel like I only went over half of what I wanted to talk about. So, oh, Because yeah, there's so just fun. so much more to, yeah. to do. And um, I would love to... We could have nerded out on film scores for another hour. Absolutely, because you love film scores. And, and so I did, a, that. this actually prompted me to do a little more remembering of film scores. Mm -hmm. And I remember that there's a thing that most composers do, John Williams does it a ton, is when they do the title sequences. So this led into this, and I remember this from a class I took. Yeah. Was that in title sequences, composers will do a trill whenever their name comes up on screen. And then it really like, <laughs> The music like comes to a crescendo, Crescendos. or like you'll hear like a trill or whatever, and be like, hey, "Here I am." Something special. Because you can, because you can do that when Absolutely. you're the film, when you're John you're Williams, when you're John Williams, you can do that. Yeah, you're the, you're the person doing it. That's awesome. Uh, but like the biggest one is watch, uh, watch, Last Crusade, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, mm -hmm. and when John Williams' name pops up, you'll hear, <laughs> <laughs> like it'll be all kind of normal, and then it'll get. A little bit louder. Yeah. Because he's there. Yeah. That's It's really awesome. funny. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just, he was a great guest. Yeah. Loved it. And um, yeah, great show. Great, great show. And it was really fun because I just, your heritage, that's your heritage. And yeah. it's just like was such a, well, I was able to talk about like where your grandma was from and, and your yeah. your great aunts, great uncles and all. Yeah. So anyway, mm -hmm. it was, it was really fun. Yeah. We, um, so as I was going through, yeah. in my deep dive, because I really yeah. did a deep dive deep on this dive. one, um, I feel like there's sections of these. Like there's there's animated or otherwise um, like its own little story mm -hmm. scenes that are in the, the opening credits. There's things that just set you up for the world that you're in. Mm -hmm. And then there's... Um, I don't even know what to put the last thing in. I don't know. We'll, we'll see when we get to it. Miscellaneous. Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Miscellaneous. Yeah. But, okay. So I have two that I remembered. One, 
I was trying to show the girls this um, this movie that I loved as a kid called True Beverly Hills. And it's a late 80s, early 90s <laughs> right. movie with Shelley Long. Uh-huh. And, um, and it's about a woman who's like high society, Beverly Hills, and she takes over her daughter's Girl Scout troop. And so they are trying to figure out how, knowing nothing about the wilderness, they're gonna be a Girl Scout troop. And it's adorable and I loved it as a kid. And we're, we didn't end up watching it because it starts with like parents screaming at each other because they're getting a divorce. And I was like, oh, okay, well, maybe I need to like rethink about this movie before we start right. watching it. But the opening title sequence is this great cartoon of her, uh, of the the mom, all like kind of just in a, in a Girl Scout uniform, but kind of like a prissy version of a Girl Scout uniform, a high fashion version. And she's um, high fashion. High fashion. <laughs> and she's like interacting with all these wild animals, but with like blow dryers as her weapon or <laughs> lipstick or and it's just ridiculous and silly, but I loved it as a kid and watching that again, I was like, Oh yes, this is exactly the movie. It just like sets the stage. Right. For this like fish out of water story. Well, yeah, and so we took because we talked about and I even we talked about it on the yeah. on the show was uh, Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah. And so like those type of ones are just like those were fun. We they really liked fun. them. We really, really, really liked those. And the other one that I remember loving as a kid, and I had to make sure that I was remembering correctly, and I was mm-hmm. City Slickers. That's right. They had this great yes. opening sequence where he's like lassoing a yes. cactus and then he gets covered in thorns and it was awesome. It was so great. I could watch City Slickers. Oh, I kind of think n- we should watch City Slickers. I have not watched it in years, but you're right. Because City Slickers 2 is available everywhere. And is then, it? Yeah. City Slickers 2 is available. Oh, City Slickers 2 is fine. It's also it's great. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. It just doesn't have the same emotional impact that one does. And also like, doesn't what does he turn? Does he turn 30 or does he turn 40 in it? Oh, I don't know. Because I remember it being like, oh shoot, I'm that I I'm getting I'm either, that age. I'm either past that age or I'm coming close to that age. Oh. And it'd be very interesting to it watch be- it as a as a as this adult cuz I don't think I've seen it since I've turned 20. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I haven't seen it since and I'm, I'm turning 38 this year, so it's like, yeah. And maybe it's 40. I'm going to hope it's 40 cuz if it's 30, then I'm going to feel really old. Like super old. It is, I don't think it's thirty. I think it's. I, hope not. I think it's forty. Well, we'll watch it. We'll, we'll <laughs> watch it. Yeah, know. we'll watch it. Yeah, that's a really good one. Um, I know you looked up a couple more. I did. Yeah. So then I but got. You had them on, I'm not going to show you because you're like I'm not going to show you. It's on my notes. It's on my notes. Yeah. Yeah. And so the I was looking up one. It's one of my all-time favorite movies. Is Lady in the Water. So divisive. And Matt but, but like I know it's so. But like. I, I love it. It speaks to me at a deep soul level. I feel like there's people that that movie either like really speaks to, or for some reason they hate it. I don't. I'm I'm in the former. Like I I really like that movie, mm-hmm. and I feel like if you're watching it with a uh, too critical of an eye, you don't get the magic. And I feel like I actually feel like I could do an I like to like things episode on that movie. Yeah. Like I almost want to do a reverse one, mm-hmm. and 
talk about you like it but like talk with someone who doesn't like it i gotta get somebody on the the, i mean but like make them the interviewer like oh no no i'm gonna tell you what i like and you have to try it a reverse (laughs) we bring on a guest to to, to listen to us make them reverse (laughs) it's not a bad idea for us to start doing it yeah yeah hey guys if you hate something let let us tell you why you should like it so if you are currently indifferent to the movie lady in the water or somewhat dislike it or if you have some negative aspects on blacksmithing like if you're yeah. just not a big fan of blacksmithing shows. <laughs> Hit us up because we like to teach you how to like something that we like. Uh, that's hilarious. I've never really thought about that. But that's so funny. Um, yeah. So anyway, I remember the, the opening sequence to this. And this is like, I don't know if it counts, but we're going to talk about it anyway because I think it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. So it opens up, gives you just like the title and no it doesn't even give you the title it opens up and it gives you um like directed by and and all of those just a, a couple of things and then it launches into a very basic animation of the his legend daughter, his daughter drew that did his daughter draw mm-hmm. that oh that makes me so happy um but it's a basic animation of the um the legend uh, that the rest of the movie is based on. So without that legend at the beginning, it would be harder to engage with the story. It wouldn't be impossible, um, but it would be harder. You you would learn it later, I think. But um, anyway, I just absolutely loved it. I have always been so enchanted by that initial reading of the story or, or you know, telling of the, right. the legend that like I feel like it, I think about like kids oral language festivals and stuff like that like oh I want one of the girls to do that as their be awesome. their spoken word piece right. it'd be so and good they it, and they too. would nail it um yeah anyway so I don't know if it counts but it's just so much a part of my heart that I was gonna bring it up anyway because once that's over that's when you get the title lady in the water and then it goes into real titles and then yeah yeah, yeah. and then it goes into more of it so it's kind of that version that he was talking about that there's a the actual title sequence mm-hmm. and then there's also sometimes like a pre-sequence and a po- like yeah so this is that pre-sequence version i think what i think of is like the the epitome of the title sequence is going to be it's good it's uh sleeping beauty so Sleeping Beauty, because it's funny, because he brought up Maleficent, which is really funny yeah. as, as someone did that. Sleeping Beauty is just really cool. It's just their names. All mm-hmm. those old school Disney oh, movies, yeah, like Jungle yeah. Book and Sleeping Beauty. But Sleeping Beauty is the one that I really remember, because I, our youngest, really liked the uh, Once Upon a Dream, that song. Oh. I remember she would just go, I know you. I know you. <laughs> and she kind of had kind of a nasally voice. And she was like, I know you. And just in her back seat, just kind of like going back and forth. And just like, just kind of like sway back and forth. The Beatles. That's all baby. she needed. Three words. Three words, yeah. And so she would just sing it. And it was really funny. Uh, but like all those old ones just had like the main themes for the songs. Mm-hmm. And that you were going to hear throughout it, like an o- yeah. it was an overture. Yeah. And then you would, and then you would get everybody in. Mm-hmm. What's funny is, is I immediately went to one of the best film scores ever, which is, of course, all the Star Wars movies, Absolutely. incredible film scores. They just, it's funny because you forget. Oh, that's right. They just do the opening crawl. Yeah, yeah. And then, but what I learned for the for the end credits, uh-huh. that those Star Wars was the first movie to do every single person. 
that worked on the movie. Oh. So when, where we get those long end that titles. That didn't used to happen? That didn't used to happen. He was, uh, George Lucas was the first one that said, okay, everybody that worked on this, yeah, they they, they are going to get a spot on this on this film. That is awesome. Isn't that cool? That's very cool. Yeah, anyway, yeah. that's end sequences. But yeah, it's yeah. funny, like, no opening credits. Of course not, because you get the... And then, yeah. Uh, and then, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> No, one yeah. of the ones that um, I didn't go back and look at, but it was, we actually learned about it in one of our earliest episodes, the, our prop culture episode oh, that yeah. we did, mm -hmm. was Mary Poppins. Right. Because Mary Poppins, of course, live action, Disney, old movie. Uh, Classic. I think, I think Classic everybody movie. knows Mary yeah. Poppins, but just in case you don't. Um, and that opening titles are all of these amazing painting, paintings of the London skyline. Mm -hmm. And they're just beautiful. And they're used as backdrops in other sections of the film. That's right. But you get the full paintings just one after another mm -hmm. in that opening credit scene to just get you in the feel of London in that time. And it's fantastic. I love. I absolutely love that one. That's so good. But I wouldn't have loved it if I didn't know about the paintings. Right. From and how culture, they were used yeah. from pop culture. So, a little more learning made it one of my favorites. Dan, this is so interesting because Dan, um, from our Fa uh, Fast and Furious episode, yeah, he has because we're talking about paintings and stuff. He has because he he works for um, prop store is what is, is yeah, stuff. So yeah. they, they get props and they auction them off. It's really it's a super cool job. Like we could have mm -hmm. done an entire episode with him just talking about his job. But in his house, he has some of the animated cells that they have from Jurassic Park. Remember when they do that? Uh, the Dino DNA. Really? From, oh, hey, Mr. Hey, it's me, Mr. DNA. Mr. DNA. Uh, it's Baby Dinosaur. Uh, so, but that whole sequence when like there's it's animated and stuff. He has some um, of the, some of the, of the actual cells. animated cells from that sequence That's up on his cool. wall. It's like, I want that. And then how cool would it be to have the artwork from Mary Poppins? Oh my gosh! Like, yeah, like, yeah those paintings—they just are so wonderful. I don't know why I, because I'm not a big um, like landscape painting person. No. Skyline paintings, mm -hmm. I'm not. I don't. Yeah, that's not something that normally gets me. But those ones mm -hmm. just like have just enough nostalgia tied to them to make them really special. Absolutely. It. Uh, but yeah, it just gave us a deep appreciation for movies we already like yeah. or that we were gonna like. We talked about what I started watching is I'm like, I haven't watched this in a while. And you were doing something with the girl, so I had some like a couple minutes of actually like by myself. So I watched Alien. <laughs> so I started watching Alien. It's which on is, my list. Is it on your it list? Is. Yeah. What a cool, scary, like it gets you in the zone. Like it gets uh, you there. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's just waking up. Mm -hmm. It's the, that, that whole feeling of of yeah. like things are beginning and, and that waking up um it's like so the quiet. theme it's of quiet. waking yeah. up is is something that keeps coming through in the whole film right because like the ship wakes up the people wake up then the monsters, wake, the monsters up. wake up yeah. and um and then the end of the movie is going back to sleep right so it's just like it's almost like the entire movie is a day right even though it's not but like you wake up I and it's like, it's like I think it's just like two days, the whole movie. Four days, man. We won't <laughs> last four hours. That's not so, right. Seventeen days, 
Okay, let's talk about Alien for just a second. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Alien and Alien and Alien aliens. and Aliens. Yeah. The rest of them, whatever. Elise is a big fan of Alien versus Predator. I, I love also am a big Alien vs. Predator. And we like Predators, which is the one that um, uh, Robert Rodriguez did, which is right. really good. Yeah, yeah really that good. one was very good. I'd actually love to just sit and watch all of the Alien movies. And they just like go up and down in terms of yeah. enjoyability. But Alien and Aliens... Might be one of the best one-two punches of any sequel. This because like, and the funny thing is, if they switch genres, you go yeah. from like bottled horror to full-blown action movie, yeah. sci-fi action, and they both work and they both complement each other so well. But their, their tone is so different anyway. Well, I, and then the third one when they go to a musical, that yeah. just blows your mind. <laughs> Hello, my name. Hello. <laughs> I'd watch that movie. I would totally yeah, watch I'd watch that movie. But anyway, let's not talk about Alien. But Alien to Aliens, it's funny because like if we've talked about this before, Elise doesn't do horror movies for some reason. But I love she, Alien She loves movies. monsters, genetically modified organisms like sharks. Like, like Deep Blue Sea is a big fan. Yeah. Loves that movie. Speaking of sharks, Jaws has Jaws. is a great one. What's the opening to that Just one? Dun, 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 going under the water. That, oh, that's it. that's it. And then when John Williams comes on screen, da, da, da. <laughs> so yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, John it's just it, like you are in the deep from the perspective of the shark. Jaws. Jaws is shark. Because <laughs> his name is Jaws. Because his name. Is yeah, Jaws. and he's a he. And he's a he. I'm pretty sure he's a she. No, I don't. Because I'm pretty sure he has babies. Uh, and yeah, that's how you don't speak of the other ones. No, no. Um, is actually the shark's name is Bruce. Bruce. Oh, yeah, that's right. Name that's is right. Bruce. Yeah, from yeah. Finding Nemo because it was the name of Spielberg's lawyer. <laughs> I know, right? I didn't know that. Yeah. That's awesome. Jaws was the first movie I could talk about. Jaws for a while. I think Jaws is a perfect film. I, I, I think Jaws is yeah. as close to a perfect film as you can get. I mean, there's movies that I might like more, but like. Jaws is, top, Jaws is wrong top five. With Jaws. Jaws is perfect, and the reason Jaws is so weird is because Jaws is two movies. It's it is island movie, boat, boat movie. movie, and they're two separate movies that meld perfectly together, and it makes no sense why this movie works. It shouldn't work. It but should it does. not work, but it completely works, and uh, the acting in it is just absolutely incredible. Of course, John Williams. Just so good. And, and now we know it has a brilliant title sequence. Brilliant title sequence. Yeah. But it's the first movie to make $100 million oh. at the box office. What's the movie? first movie to make $200 million at the box office? I know she's thinking. Jaws. Also yeah, Jaws? Also Jaws. Oh yeah, my gosh. So, That's crazy. But, create, but Jaws created the summer blockbuster. Welcome to Jaws Talk with Chris and Elise. <laughs> <laughs> I love Jaws. We love Jaws I, and we love Alien. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, like you said, I love any, really any movie where there's giant monsters eating people. Mm -hmm. um, so long as it's not ridiculously gory. Yeah. I'm not I'm not a big fan of gore. That's why I don't think you like Aliens 3, Resurrection, and all the rest. I don't think you would enjoy those. Like, you hated Covenant and Prometheus. Like, you didn't even, well, you didn't even watch Covenant. I didn't watch Covenant. I watched Prometheus, and I was... You're pregnant. I was pregnant, yeah. and that is a major theme in that is like impregnation with an alien. So it was very disturbing yeah. at the time. Also, you know, maybe a little hormonal. <laughs> Just saying. But yeah, titles. What other ones do you have on okay, there? Okay. So the last one that I want to talk about is one that I looked up because I thought I remembered it being really cool. Mm -hmm. uh, it is no. It's very basic. 
Yeah. But it still is impactful, and that's the abyss. Oh, yeah, that's right. You did look up the abyss. I, yeah. I looked at the abyss, and so the music is going, and it's great, um, great music. What it does is it starts on the title, the abyss, and then it takes the Y, like the bottom leg of the Y, and it just starts going down, down, right. down, and it just scrolls down, mm-hmm. and um, and then as it continues scrolling, you're getting the the rest of the like the director and all, all the other stuff in the cast. That's so interesting. And so it was really cool and impactful, but it's also very simple. It's not. I thought it was gonna do more to like set up mm-hmm. what was happening down there. Like that's what I had remembered. Um, but the, I remember it incorrectly, but it abyss, was still great. The abyss is so underrated. It, if it's you haven't so seen underrated. the abyss, you really should watch it's it. It's free on, it's free on prime. Cause we, we watched with our friend Nathan. Like, oh, it yeah. was one of the first things we did. When we, we did an outdoor, it was outdoor one of our movie outdoor night. movie night. Yeah. And he'd never seen it. And Nathan actually is going to come up on a, an episode in the, in the future, but, uh, he, like he'd never seen it. And so the, the regular edition is on is on Prime for free, and then you could rent the director's cut, which highly recommend the director's cut. I actually do think it's one of the ones that really adds to it. See, I I think it changes the movie quite a bit. It does change it. I, I just prefer. Don't know which I don't know which one I prefer. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay, so it, honestly, then trust Elise. She if you, she says just watching the original one, just do it. It's really good. Well, and it's free. And it's free, yeah. But uh, <laughs> Ed Harris and uh, Michael Bain. Um, just like such good, it has such good villains that are not not quite villainous. Anyway, it's just very interesting. It's like good. you good feel complex characters. Ah, uh, just really good. And like, there's some sad things happening, and like, I we cry. One of the most uh, like stressful scenes in any movie ever, oh like God, anxiety right. producing scenes ever, is in that movie, and I. Love it. It's so good. What is her, what is her name? Because she's in. I don't. Okay, I'm gonna have to stop and look it up because like I have to. I have to. She has a she has a name that's hard to say. I forget what it's called. Mm-hmm. At least so, at least yeah, I talk let, to people. I'm gonna I this yeah. Up. Let yeah. me let me fill this in. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go off on an abyss tangent. So the reason that I say the reg, the basic cut is better than the director's cut, or not better, but it's the it's my preferred version is that the director's cut, I feel like can make it a little bit sillier. And I was first introduced to it as a very serious movie. And so... I have thoughts on that one. I know. So. <laughs> um, but so it's like, but it does make it more of a commentary. The director's cut makes it more of a commentary on like, taking care of the oceans and things like that. So I, I get it, and I, I like them both. I will watch The Abyss in any form that it comes in, but I really, I first saw the original cut, and I really love the original cut. Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio. Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio. Yeah, no wonder so I, you can remember I, it. I couldn't remember it, but yeah. like I, I like her in everything she's been in. So, but yeah. anyway. Yeah, really good. The Abyss. The Abyss. But yeah, even the title sequence. Why are, is so underwater? Engaging. We're talking about underwater stuff often, like underwater and space. Like those do. We really like underwater and space. Both of those terrify both of us, like so much. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, so funny. Yeah, the things that scare us the most are the things that we're talking about. The most. <laughs> but anyway, I, 
I'll do. Oh, I was gonna say the the last thing I want to say is he talked a little bit about cool, um, uh, not title sequences. What's the after one called? And and, and yeah. End sequences. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are some great Disney end sequences. Oh um, yeah. Monsters Inc. Does, has a really good one. Yes. Um, but like, okay, here's the thing. Yeah. Are those good or are they distracting? Because like, do you, does it just like, okay, you have people's names going. So like, that's where I was started thinking. Uh-huh. Because like, oh, I enjoy those. And also like with like Marvel movies, like you're waiting for the stinger at the end or like right. the end, you know, one or two stingers. Uh-huh. Is that a good title sequence because it doesn't show the people or is it just another part of the movie? That's where I, see, that's yeah. where I was like, would, would Lassa say those were good or proper or... So I feel yeah. like the the names at the end are like a signature on a painting. You're never gonna look at that signature and be like, wow, look at the curve of that R. It's so wonderful. You're never gonna look at all of the names on there and be like, oh, I know that person and I know that person. You just, we don't have enough familiarity, but the signature is still there. They own it, it's theirs. So I don't think it's our, necessarily our responsibility as viewers to engage with all of the, the scrolling names but it's good that they got to have their signature on the piece of art okay. I'm, I'm with you yeah yeah once again you completely convinced me yay yeah, always <laughs> uh i'm trying to think of any that i missed that we that like we watched and were i i'm trying to think of any that we watched this week also Artofthetitle.com, go to it. Like oh, I, yeah. I can like talk about absolutely nailing it in terms of like ease of research. Absolutely. So that gave us like a good list of ones to like to start to remember. Like all these ones that we said were all on there. Um, our uh, Zach, who did the um, the exploitation episode, yeah, he messaged me. And he's like, oh, Kung Fu Panda movies. Oh, okay. Right? I know. Yes, yeah. And like we're huge Kung Fu Panda movie yeah, fans. But... Like Kung Fu Panda and like How to Train Your Dragon, those DreamWorks movies, like Pixar and Disney Animation get like the accolades. I was but, so, yeah. yeah. I was so glad when you brought up How to Train Your Dragon too. Oh my god. Because it is so touching. Yes. It's just beautiful. It's so good. When he's flying through the sky, you I tear took, up every time. I took oldest child because like uh both of our girls love going to the movies and they're great in the theater and they always have been. Yeah. And, um, they were the two year olds that could sit through the entire movie yeah. and not. And yeah. I think that comes from us just like, we really like going to the movies. It's always yeah. been one of our things that we love doing. And like, so when oldest child became old enough to where it was just like me and her going on a daddy daughter date and stuff, it'd be hilarious. Cause like she would, <laughs> but they would, um, I took her to see How to Train Your Dragon 2 yeah. because our youngest was still way too young. Way too young. Yeah, way too young. Um, so we went there and I remember we're in the middle of it and he's soaring through the, through, soaring through the sky. Tears started rolling down my face because it was so beautiful and I was so touched. Like, that's so freeing and beautiful. And you may have also been sleep deprived. I was probably exa- absolutely exhausted. Like, going to the, uh, surprised that I even stayed awake. <laughs> the funniest thing about going to the movies with our girls, especially our oldest, no, no. I mean, honestly, both of them is we would go to this is of course pre-pandemic, and it'll open up eventually. But uh, Studio Movie Grill, where there's food, uh-huh. and so when she figured out if she pressed the button, someone would bring her a soda, and so she would be like, "Okay, boom," and then just wait, 
and just sit there. We didn't know she'd press the button. Yeah, we didn't know press the button. He goes, can I have a Sprite, please? <laughs> it's so, so funny. Oh, we don't have Sprite. Okay, Sierra missed us fine. <laughs> <laughs> little five-year-old. Or whatever, <laughs> Pretentious yeah. Pretentious little five-year-old. It was just so funny. And, uh, but yeah, we wouldn't know that she pressed the button. And because you're, you're supposed to cover it up because it is fairly bright. Mm. And so that was a very funny... And then uh, they always want to hold hands when we watch a movie, which is always really sweet. Yeah. Happy, sad, scary. We don't take it to scary movies, but like they hold hands. And it's just, anyway, it's so fun to go well, to the movies. And then during the end credits, mm -hmm. when the music is playing during the end credits, we run down and we dance. We go down to the front of the theater where there's that space between the front chairs and the screen, and we let them dance. And let them dance. They just go for it. They go dance for their it. little hearts out. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's pretty great. Yeah, I what I do first is I look up to see if there is an end credit scene. Yeah. So that we're not the people messing with everybody. During the end credits scene. The end credits scene. <laughs> Just like, they're teasing the next Marvel movie and the girls, da -da -da, da -da 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 Charles sitting in the I front. <laughs> so... I wish you all could have seen Chris's dance right now. That was so great. We just watched my big fat Greek wedding. And so we've been doing the Zorba the Greek dance and everything. But like we all do it very really poorly because we're not nailing it. Anyway, so that's what I was starting to do. And then I started Charleston. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's fair. Anyway, films. We love movies. So this was easy love for so us. Easy. But like I, I, it has, um, it has changed how I'm going to watch movies for forever. Yeah. And I'd say if you don't, go back and look things up just keep it in mind the next time you watch a movie like don't skip through that first credit scene no. see if see if they do something fun it's like this open space for creativity and it could be really awesome yeah, it could totally right. set the mood for the rest of the movie yeah oh man i i loved it well we got a voicemail yay yeah we got a voicemail so it is from pretty sure it's from paul so <laughs> we love paul paul let's hear your thoughts Hello, Chris. Hello, Elise. It's your buddy, Paul. Um, I am starting to pay more attention to the opening title sequences in movies, and it's really fun. One opening title sequence that I am kind of surprised that you didn't mention is, is one of my favorite things in the world, and it is the opening title sequence to Monty Python and the Holy Grail. It is hilarious. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it or not, but it revolves around... Um, the person doing the subtitles talking about Norway and mooses and tourism and they get fired and then another subtitle person comes in and they do the same thing and uh, it's a lot of a lot of mooses in the whole opening credit sequence and there's no callback to it and, and during the, the whole rest of the movie there is no mention of uh, moose or, or any of that it's really really funny so uh, thanks for the show. Have a good uh, have a good recording. Take care. I think every person, especially let's just say high school guy, <laughs> goes through a Monty Python sequence. Monty Python Quest time for the Holy Grail. of like Monty Python is the greatest thing on the face of the earth. How did I not know this existed? I think you're right because I was the girl that got dragged along. <laughs> right. Because every night that people were like at someone's house hanging out this movie was on every time like every time it was on repeat anyway i don't think i've watched it in probably gosh since we've gotten married i actually i could kind of go for and a watching it. of it and so then paul bringing this up is like 
Gosh, I haven't watched in a while. I need to watch that. Like, I think that there are some scenes that our oldest would find absolutely hilarious. Yeah, it's not appropriate. It's not good for kids. Not all of it, but there's some scenes <laughs> yeah, that are really funny. Scenes. She'd think the coconuts were funny. She would think, She'd the, think co the coconuts are funny. She would yeah. think the um, the Frenchmen on the wall were <laughs> hilarious. She would think that was so funny. She would think it was hilarious, yeah. and so would Youngest. I I'm laughing right now, yeah, too. Yeah, I know. And that's the thing is, is that, like, I remember, like, there was not a more... There was not a funnier movie than Monty Python and the Quest for the Holy Grail or Search for the Holy Grail. Right. Python, Holy Grail. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it just was the funniest movie on the face of the earth. Yeah. Bar none. And I just haven't revisited it. It's so and funny. And I had completely forgotten about the the opening sequence and the narrative. Like, I probably honestly only saw that part like one time it or maybe so two times. Yeah. Even though I saw them been sacked. pieces of yeah. the movie multiple times. There was a time that I probably could have recited it. I could still life. recite a lot of it, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, good call. That's a good one. We're realizing that, gosh, animated sequences at the beginning of movies are awesome. They're so much fun. Just take that little that little moment for creativity. It's so fun. Yeah, I really liked it. But, That's a good one. Yeah, you you said something. And I don't, now I don't remember if you said it to me or if you said it in the, in the show with Lasse, but um, you said... That this speaks, your, uh, this piques your curiosity, mm -hmm. and I feel like that is exactly the right way to talk about this thing, and engaging with it. Like, just be curious about it, and you won't be, you won't be uh, let down. You won't be disappointed for sure. Hey, wife. Yes. Uh, I give these two thumbs up. <laughs> hey, what yeah. you think? <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's my thing? Um, my thing yeah. is... Drum roll. Brrr, yeah. My thing this week is the Amazon Fire Stick. Because <laughs> I said consolidation last week. You said then... consolidation. But I did not know I was going to enjoy this particular way of having uh -huh. shows as much as I do. See, I thought you were going to say Concordia is what I thought you were going to oh, say. Oh, I could have said Concordia. I, that's what I thought you were going to say. I always like to try and guess what it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I almost want to take it back and say Concordia. I have two things. Yeah. Uh, Amazon Fire Stick and Concordia. Yeah. Amazon Fire Stick is just nice because I didn't realize how convenient it would be yeah. to be able to just have things on our mm -hmm. TV because we've never had that. We've always had cable and you record stuff and you... Yeah. Anyway, I feel like I'm really late to this game. Like everyone else has that. Even my parents have it before us. But um, we had, we had our cable and we enjoyed it. And we have streaming service. Of course, we had streaming service. For sure. It's on our phones. Yeah. So anyway, I really enjoy that. So you you kind of pushed for us to do that. Thank you for that. <laughs> it has been a life enhancer, and I like it. Also saved us a hundred and fifteen dollars a month on cable. It was robbery. <laughs> robbery. <laughs> Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Um, but then Concordia, mm -hmm. my second thing. Right. You um, too. Yeah, I can have too. Is this really fun board game mm -hmm. that I was... I'm not a huge games person. I didn't grow up playing a ton of games. And I've only like started to engage with more adult board games. Mm -hmm. And this one was really fun. It was really good. I enjoyed it too. So there's. I can't wait to play again. Yeah. Uh, so it's funny because I was texting uh, one of our friends brought it over for us, and I was texting him, and and 
and just like you made at least like a big old Concordia nerd. Like she was telling other people, texting people about it, and it's it's kind of um, it's okay. So one of the things is there's two types of games that I like to play because like I'm a big tabletop nerd, big time. Like I discovered that early in my 20s that like oh this is something I've been missing out on. I want in, and so we've been uh, I've been I have a group of guys that I play with and and we always are coming up with new games and we've talked about them on air we've talked about them on Patreon like it's all like those have been our things often yeah and so this so what we found is that Elise doesn't like games that are cutthroat does not like games that are cutthroat absolutely she just wants to play and if there's a so if it's full co-op awesome like that's the best that's best and I've come to realize like oh I prefer co-op games as well, too, because it's just like you're a group trying to accomplish a goal, and that's co-ops awesome. Co-ops allow really well for people of differing levels of gameplay and game, game comfortability. Comfortability? Word? I don't know. Come, I like comfortability more. Yeah. I'm sticking with it. Um, comfort to level. All, to all, different, yeah, different comfort levels to all um, play together right. and to not feel like you're being left behind or like, oh, why am I even Someone's playing? like a pro at it and you're, they're going to dominate you. Exactly. Right, yeah. So that's why I like those. Mm-hmm. Anyway, continue. Yeah, so like we've been playing, uh, especially during this last this last year, like games like Flashpoint is one that we, we, we really enjoy. It's like pandemic, but just a house. You're trying to, you're firefighters trying to take down, keep the house from burning down. And, but so Concordia is kind of like in the vein of um, Catan, which is, I, I, Catan is incredibly boring, uh, in my opinion. Like, I know, but like so many games that are now, Catan kind of set off the tabletop, like mm-hmm. the, 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 the boom for it being more accessible to people realizing, like, oh, I can actually play this game. Yeah. It's base level. It's, and it's, it's a gateway. But like it's very chill. So think of this as like a high-end Catan. Is like, really uh, if you enjoy playing Catan, but you're getting a little bored with it. Yeah. Try Concordia. Because there's more levels to it. There's a lot going on. But like all these tabletop games that seem like they're like, oh, this looks cool. There's no way I know how to play. It. Every single one of them has a YouTube tutorial. Every single one of them does. I mean, honestly, the guy with the YouTube tutorials that we always watch, mm-hmm. that could very well be my thing as well. Because it is, I really dislike sitting down to play a game and that first 15, 20 minutes of figuring out how to yeah. play it. It's so irksome and frustrating for me that half the time I'm like, nah, it's not worth it. Like, I just don't want to play. Yeah. Let's play when we already know how to play. I legit recommended that last night when we were trying to play a new game. I'm yeah. like, no, 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 no. Let's play when we know right. how to play. I'm like, no, remember, we we played this before. Just, we can do just it. Just remember. We can do and then it. we got into it and we had a really good time. Yeah. Uh, we played the Princess Bride board game, which is really fun. Super so, fun. Uh, and that's full co-op. Yeah, like full co-op. Yeah, full co-op. Yeah. Uh, but this one was was very, Concordia is really good. I It was funny to watch you nerd out on it. It was, it was fun. Yeah. I had strategy. Yeah, he did. I still lost big time, but um, we thought you were winning the whole. And that's the thing. Okay, that's the thing that's cool about it. You really, honest to God, do not know who's, who's going to win until the very end. You just do your thing. Yeah. So there is a winner. There is a winner at the end, but um, and it, things you do do impact the other people, I, but I, you're not. You can't know someone else's strategy enough to go after them. Right. Like in a way that's yeah. There's no ganging up. Like oh, well, let's make sure they oh they they look like they're winning. Let's let's sabotage them. There there's no way to do that. You just yeah. do your thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, you just you're just trying to win. You're not trying to make the other people lose. Yes. Yeah, and that's why it's really fun. And I like those. Yeah, so those are good. Those are really good. I mean, I still enjoy a good like cutthroat every now and then, but like for the most part now, as I've wisened in my ears and got some gray hairs <laughs> in my beard, hey, I want I want people to be together. Oh my goodness, yeah. you're hilarious. So I so, uh, love my life. Yeah, that's me. Father of my children. This guy. <laughs> Keeper of our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was your thing this week? Uh, I almost took like I almost took like a like baby pictures with it, like me holding it. But Mass Effect Legendary Edition came in, <laughs> and I've talked about Mass Effect before. That it's my favorite video game series of all time. It's just incredible. But so they just came out with the Legendary Edition, which is all three games with all downloadable content, minus one thing. But it's, that's no big deal. Um, all the single player downloadable content for all three games, which that's, that's, that adds hours, hours to the, to the series. And there were a lot of downloadable content that I didn't get because I was not a big DLC guy. I'm like, play the game. That's the game done. Like yeah. I, I've always been that way, which is really funny because but there's games that I would love to revisit, but I just, I don't know. Anyway, I'm just weird about downloadable content. So anyway, this game with all of them, it's been remastered. And uh, the second I put it in, just like the music started playing, which is very like, the music is very uh, like Vangelis who did like uh, like Blade Runner and stuff like that. So all oh, those yeah. like really cool, like like that, that, that like synth sound and everything. It's just like, oh, I love this so much. It's like, oh, I'm so happy. And so I'm just making my characters like you could fully customizable. I just think it's the greatest game of all time. It's just fantastic. I could do an entire podcast just on Mass Effect. And I even love Andromeda, which people didn't like. I really liked it. I was yeah. fine. So, um, but uh, I've had oldest child watch some of it with us because like she's heard me talk about it. She loves aliens. She and does. so, like, there's an area in it called the Citadel where, like, you just go around and you, like, look at all the different aliens. And so they talk to you and they have, like, you have conversations with them. And so I'm just running around. She's like, ooh, that one's cool. Go talk to him. Oh, she's she looks awesome. Go talk to her. Yeah. So we run over and, like, just That's talk so to them. And they say some words. And then um, she helped me cut, customize the face. She tried, we tried to make it look as much like me as possible. Uh-huh. We got super handsome athletic Chris <laughs> so but we even gave him the scar on the chin like I have oh, so yeah nice. my beard covers it but like yeah so we can give him a little scar that's made adorable. his nose didn't mess with the lips see that's where you mess up when you do character creation well and I feel like that's where you mess up when you do plastic surgery as well the Just lips stay away from the lips Li stay away from the lips right yeah every time I do lips because like I go you think it looks good and then it goes into the actual thing, and you're just like, I look like a monster. <laughs> uh, it's so funny. But yeah, Mass Effect Legendary Edition, like, it, there's not much more I could say about Mass Effect other than I just think it's like, it's incredible. It's the Jaws of games. It's yeah, perfect. It's the Jaws. <laughs> I've got a special place in my heart for Mass Effect, because yeah. even though I'm not a, a video game player, um, when we first got married, you had a, a new version of Mass Effect Ma came out. Mass Effect 1. Oh, was it? Mass Effect 1 came out in 2007. We got married in 2008. Yeah, so, so you like, would have gotten it right around yeah. there probably. And um, I just remember you would play Mass Effect and I would kind of watch and then I would also have a book out. And that was like we'd spend our yeah. nice companionable evening together. It was doing alone time stuff together. Yes. I think it's, it's one of the reasons our marriage has worked for so long. <laughs> yeah. I, honestly, we it's have true. stuff. Yeah. Alone stuff. 
together. Together. Mm -hmm. We can sit next to each other on the couch and each do our own thing. Right. Yeah. It works. It really works. But anyway, Mass Effect, Legendary Edition. Really looking forward to it. Super looking forward to it. And um, to, to finishing it. This That's what I'll be doing for the next couple months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The next few As, episodes. Hey, Chris, what's your thing? Mass, Mass Effect. Effect. Legendary Edition. It's funny, too, because the Galindo, who's Patreon of the show, loved the guy. He just gave me Ghosts of Tsushima, which is a, right. a, a samurai game, which is really cool. But, like, I will not. I'm going to have to give it back to him because I will not play it. Because now you have Mass Effect. <laughs> Mass Effect Legendary Edition. That's awesome. And, like, it's really good because it's getting, it's going to be getting very hot here. And there is going to be a limited amount of time that we can go outside and do stuff. Yeah. And so there will be many days where it's just like sitting under the fan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody's hunkered down after a swim. I was going to say, like, right. we just swam for two hours yeah. and then we yeah. come in. And... Time to be Shepard. Shepard. <laughs> yeah, Shepard. Go do your thing, Shepard. Ah, Shepard, you, you cool dude. It, like, um, But anyway, so one of the cool things about Mass Effect is that you can... It's, it's very inclusive in terms of like your um, your preference and yeah. so like so anyway one of the things is that you can't pick male female shepherd and, uh -huh. and so anyway so uh, our oldest is like when I'm allowed to play this game by myself I can pick a female shepherd like absolutely she's like yes yes so anyway it's just great I just it's so good for so many people yeah regardless of where you fall like it's just it's so it has something for literally everyone that's so great literally everybody so I just think it's so. If you like perfect. video games, then this is for you. Doesn't matter what kind of games you like. No, this is for you. This is for you. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's going to do it for us, right? Yeah, I think so. It. Yeah. So um, next week's episode is going to be a real fun one. It's much more high energy. It's actually high energy. We've uh, we've actually have been getting starting into, to starting engage to with engage it with it already. Yeah, because it's just uh, it's it's perfect time for it. So, uh, but anyway, I think everyone's gonna. It's going to be, honestly, I think it's going to be one of the most informative, um, especially for uh, our U.S. audience. Yeah. Like, it's going to be something that I've been really wanting to have somebody on, and it's, it's honestly, it's perfect. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, look forward to it. It's going to be, it's going to be pretty good. It's going to be great. I think everyone's really excited. Uh, but if you want to tweet at us or uh, follow us on Instagram, you can follow us at like2, that's the number two, like2, like things. Um, you can email us at uh, I like to like things podcast at gmail.com. Um, you can leave a message on the like line like Paul did, and that's at 661 279 0130. And then you can also uh, donate to us on Patreon, patreon.com slash I like to like things, uh, which is where we have lots of fun content every week. Sometimes it's me and Elise, sometimes it's me and our oldest child, sometimes it's me and one of our guests. But anyway, it's tons of stuff on there. I think we have like, it's like 40, ep 40 extra episodes on Patreon. So yeah, just tons of stuff. But um, yeah, uh, just one more time. Thank you, Lhasa, for the, for the, yeah, just yeah. like really changing our life. Absolutely. Yeah. It was the funnest lesson I've ever gotten. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's anyway, great. But yeah. But um, you can join us all next week when we have our new thing, which is going to be a lot of fun. And the beautiful, wonderful, positive, life-changing cycle continues. Uh, that's bye for me, Chris. And for me, Elise. Bye. Bye.